Hello, I'm Hal Lublin. And I'm Mark Gagliardi. Since the dawn of humanity, one issue has gone unsettled. With the fate of the world in the balance, we're here to settle once and for all. Best holiday adjacent song. That's right. Don't worry, everyone. We got this. Podcast should have a theme song. Podcast should not have a theme song. Yes, they should. No, they shouldn't. They sound good. Yeah, but people are just going to skip past it. Hmm. You know what? You're right. We got this. Well, Hal, it's the new year and the holidays just happened. You might say that we are currently holiday adjacent. I'm really trying to make this topic still relevant, even though we're recording it before Christmas and it's going to drop after Christmas. That's right. This is recorded the 20th of December, 2020. So we're in the spirit. You're listening to this in 2021. And for my money, the holiday season does not end until January 10th. Why why? why the 10th? Because my birthday is the day before. And that Ah. is the end of the holiday season. That makes sense. That's right. I know January 6th is Epiphany, growing up Catholic. That's when the wise men got there. Because they're not going to show up the day the baby is born, right? Mm-hmm. You know, you got to give it that 12 days. That, always, I wonder if that's where the 12 days of Christmas came from. I thought I always thought it was the 12 before. I think it is, isn't it? It's the 12 starting December 25th through January 6th. That's 12 days, right? Oh, maybe that's it. Huh. Did we just figure something out? I thought the epiphany was the three wise men on January 6th going, oh, my goodness, Hal's birthday is in three days. What are we going to bring him? <laughs> oh, no, wait. It's also 1,977 years from now. <laughs> we got plenty of time. We got plenty yeah. of time. They're just spending the next almost 2,000 years with a list that's erased and crossed out as, you know, assorted items get either invented or become obsolete. Well, I was going to get him this jar of medical leeches, but (laughs) all kids love a wooden doll. Never mind. They may have plastic now. We're fine. Oh, you texted me this top. Actually, I texted you as always. Mm -hmm. That's not true. You text me sometimes. Yeah. Plenty of times. How dare you? But I text you to say, hey, we're recording on Sunday, right? Yeah. If it's about work, it's you texting me usually. And you said, I have an idea for a show. Can we do this? And my response was, we can do whatever the heck we want. Yeah. It's, we got this with Mark and Hal, and we are Mark and Hal. That's right, we are. So tell me, what are we doing here today? So this idea came from me watching a holiday special mm-hmm. and that listening to a song in the holiday special that's super weird and trippy and going, this song has nothing to do with the holidays, but I love it. And I realized that there are a lot of songs that appear in movies and TV shows that are even ones that were written specifically for those movies and TV shows that have nothing to do with the holidays, but they are iconically of the holidays because of the properties that they appear in or for, as we'll see with our lists that we've created here of somehow peripheral to the holidays. So we've talked about the best and worst Christmas songs and holiday songs. We figured this time it would be fun to talk about the ones on the fringes. Can I tell you what excites me about this? What's that? What excites me about it is the idea that there are songs Mm -hmm. that appeared in best Christmas song and best Mm -hmm. song for caroling that have no mention. A lot of that of Christmas song shows. I mean, Christmas songs are great. They combine both of our cultures because they are for a holiday you celebrate. And mm-hmm. they are written primarily by people of my faith. <laughs> so there are a ton of oh, songs. Yeah. Christmas are, songs by Jews. 
for sure, we call them Christmas songs, and they are mm-hmm. Christmas songs slash holiday songs, but they have no mention of a holiday in them. Mm-hmm. So songs that could not win best caroling song necessarily yeah. or best Christmas song now have another chance to steal a category here. And I think one of them might uh, – the ones I'm thinking of are in that category, but there is a lot of great music that we're going to be talking about today. How do you want to – approach this. We did a little pre-gaming and you had it sort of mm-hmm. organized. We edited that down a bit so that we would know at least category-wise what we're discussing. What do we have? I have three different categories here and they are songs from a Christmas movie or TV show right? Uh, or TV special. Some of them written for it, uh, some of them added to it, but now get thought of as holiday songs and have become associated with the holiday. I have winter songs, which I know we've talked about some winter songs before before that don't yeah. specifically mention a holiday. And then I have some that are just a little like, I don't understand why they have become holiday songs, but they have, whether it's one or two words within the song or the fact that someone put it on a holiday album that now they're in the mix of holiday songs. They become standards or just heavily associated, but we're not here to basically adjudicate. it's what will you play on holiday radio? Right. But we're not here to adjudicate, is this a holiday song or not, even though right. we may make that ruling offhand. This isn't our great movie debate mm-hmm. of 2020. This is a new year, new us. Yeah, this is 2021. Come on, people. Hey, by the way, I got to say, Hal, yeah. everybody, we made it to 2021. Congratulations. I Because this is going to air in 2021. I'm hoping that we make it. It's so weird to say that. And I know. think we're 11 days out. Yeah, but could be wrong. Could be wrong. Maybe this episode will never air. But if you are listening to this, congratulations. You made it to 2021. Sorry, it's not more different from 2020. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty much the same. For I now. know you were expecting that like an opposite Cinderella when the clock struck midnight and that didn't happen. But hey, that doesn't mean that we can't all work together to make a better. There's a great big beautiful tomorrow. It's just a dream away. Yeah, and it's shining at the end of every day. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we're all going to get the jab soon for my British friends out there, which, by the way, I love that we call it a shot and they call it a jab. So we're all going to get that jab coming up, hopefully. Yeah. All right. So let's talk about some of these songs. Let's start with the winter songs. That seems the easiest. And I okay. figure we can pull one victor from each category, then we'll put them against one another. How's that Interesting. sound? Sure. There's one category that's significantly longer than the rest. We'll save that because I think that's going to be the one that needs the most talking about. But winter songs, I really only have five that popped into mind that don't specifically mention a holiday. I know there are a million of them. Okay. But these are the ones that, because this category was a late addition to the team, I got to say, originally it was just from movies and TV shows. But then I started thinking, and you and I chatting before, yeah, there's a bunch of them. So let's talk about some of these winter songs. The ones I have right now are Let It Snow, Baby It's Cold Outside, Jingle Bells, Winter Wonderland, and Sleigh Ride. Those are the five I can pick up. Here's something interesting. What's that? That I've heard about the song... Baby, it's cold outside. Which Which has already nearly won an episode of Worst Christmas Song. Yes, we all understand the connotation it's given in the Mm -hmm. 21st century. Right. My understanding is that the context that it was written in is that the woman is in complete control of the situation. Mm -hmm. And she is saying, at least I tried, because of what people will think if she stays there. It's societally problematic instead of relationally problematic. Is that what you're saying? (laughs) It is supposedly 
Mm-hmm. And I am not the one who can say this, but I've heard this analysis before and mm-hmm. not just from a straight white dude who was saying, I'll explain what it is, that it is a <laughs> that it, the context of it is a lot different. Its original mm-hmm. context is much different than the context we take it in now. I don't think that right. makes it the winner either way. I think other songs here are both more iconic and more enjoyable to listen to. Mm-hmm. Can I then we'll we'll eliminate maybe it's cold outside. It's I want to talk about one that is iconic, but not necessarily pleasant to listen to. Uh oh. Because it is most frequently it's one of the first ones you learn as a little kid. It's a song that everyone knows, and that can make it a little bit there are versions of it. You know, there's some great recorded versions of Jingle Bells, but there are also some terrible Sung in the backseat of a car at full decibels versions of Jingle Bells with alternate lyrics that you learn in school. and About Batman and Robin and the Joker? <laughs> yeah. Jingle Bells, Batman Smells, Robin Laid an Egg. Mm-hmm. Batmobile lost a wheel and Joker got away. Yeah. That was a dark night for Gotham. <laughs> Are we supposed to believe that egg and away rhyme? At that age... Yes, you're expected to believe that. Frank Sinatra didn't cover that version. Neither did Bing Crosby. Neither did the Carpenters. (laughs) Or Michael Buble, even somebody more recent, when Batmania had swept the nation. Why has nobody covered that version of Jingle Bells? Because they're cowards, Mark. Yeah. Michael Buble, we're calling you out right here and right now. Record Jingle Bells, Batman Smells. Come on. You coward. Love your work. Uh. Appreciate your Christmas album. Something I listen to in every rotation this time of year. It also is very holiday adjacent because it is a Thanksgiving song. It was originally written for Thanksgiving. Well, you mentioned that. I did not know that about this song. You yes. may have even mentioned that when we talked about it on a previous episode and I forgot it. Like an old married couple, we have five stories that we've retold. We've heard all of one another's <laughs> stories. I don't know. I'm excited. And I'm sure the people who listen to this podcast are as well for us to reach a point where we start surprising one another again. <laughs> It'll be after the couple's it's retreat. It's a good thing. That I, I don't have the memory that you have. So you can surprise me easily. I'll say something thinking, oh, Hal's going to think that this is the smartest, newest thing I have ever thought. And you'll be like, yeah, mm. you did that in episode 187. <laughs> well, you could say something from episode 301. <laughs> And I'll be like, oh, my God, how that's brilliant. Did you just think of that? <laughs> it's so good to do a podcast with a goldfish. I really <laughs> love it. It's so nice. And I don't tap on the glass, uh, so it's pleasant for you, too. My dear friend, Gail, always used to make me laugh with her impression of a goldfish swimming around in the bowl, which is just, ooh, cool, a castle. Hey, cool, a castle. Whoa, a castle. <laughs> <laughs> it's perfect. It's, yeah. But also, here's mm. some new information for you. Jingle Ooh. Bells is originally a Thanksgiving song. It was not written for Christmas. Thanks, Hal from episode 150. You have the episode list in front of you, don't no, you? No, I don't. I really don't. You're I'm just, just guessing. I'm guessing any number below 300. I wonder if you're right, because I do have the list in front of me. Episode 150. What was episode 150? Episode 150 was Best Batman Villain. So it did work. <laughs> the Joker was the Joker in was. that episode. <laughs> and he did not I get away. That happened. No. Yeah. Uh, oh, wow. You remember recording that one? I do. In a hotel room at the JW Marriott downtown. Oh, God. Yeah. Oh, it was so nice. 
It's always nice when we get to record in a hotel. It's like, I oh, know. look at this. This is we're fancy. It's also because we have there's something going on exciting around us. Every time I'm in That's a hotel, right. I never want to stay in the hotel room because if I'm in a hotel, the reason I am in a hotel is because I am somewhere that is mm-hmm. different from home. Yeah. All right. So let's talk about. Are you saying that's not going to win? Even well, though I don't it's know. iconic. I mean, it's iconic. I don't know. We've got these. I think there's going to be one that's going to rise to the surface out of these for us. I do, too. I have one that's my favorite. I do think it's a very good song. There's a reason why it has endured. It's catchy. It's easy to learn. So Which there's one is a that? low barrier to entry for Jingle Bells. I just want to give it oh, its for Jingle due Bells, moment. Mm-hmm. And it's a song we all can enjoy. It's a non-denominational mm-hmm. song. Anybody yeah, well, all of these are, which I think is great. That's true. And let's talk while we're talking about songs that are riding around in things. Let's go with Sleigh Ride, adjacent to Jingle Bells. Another classic, another sort of evocative of the Courier and Ives look of Christmas. I feel like it's it's good. It's great. Winter Wonderland, also great. But there's one I, we could talk about all of these. Winter Wonderland is the first one that I think of as the song that they play on December 26th. Because it's the first one in my brain that is like, well, we can't do the Christmas songs anymore. But here's one that's just about winter, uh, Winter Wonderland. <laughs> here's my thing on Sleigh Ride mm-hmm. is the version of it. Well, they're kind of flip sides for me of the same coin, that that song in Winter Wonderland, because they mm-hmm. are maybe as well known for their instrumental versions as they are for their lyrical versions. I think the yeah. the lyric version of Winter Wonderland is a little bit more. We know a little bit better because everybody's like, who's Parson Brown? What is that? Mm-hmm. And that is a general term for a parishioner who will, or a person of the cloth who will perform a wedding for you. Right. It's from a turn of phrase, I believe. The main thing in Sleigh Ride, if you are a trumpet player, Sleigh Ride is your moment because at the very end, one of you in the brass section gets to be the horse winning. <laughs> and it's the trumpet like the... Somebody gets to do that, and you have to practice. Yeah, for, making your trumpet sound like a horse yeah. is not easy. I want to get my horse down. I spent six weeks working on my horse. Turns out I'm second chair. <laughs> I don't know that anyone has ever successfully done it, because when you listen to that song, you always hear that trumpet horse whinny, and then the sound of a whip crack at the end. So I assume that's the conductor of the orchestra chastising the trumpet player who did not successfully accomplish the horse winnie trumpet solo at the end of that song that's why that movie's called whiplash because jk simmons <laughs> uh, jazz director slash teacher originally beats miles teller within an inch of his life with a whip for <laughs> well, somebody able to play caravan eventually. <laughs> yeah so but he had it coming you saw fantastic four. Oh boy uh, uh, you know what miles teller is from philly so i can't Oh, you can't can't. can't dump on uh, Miles Teller. Never. I would never. Another thing about Sleigh Ride that I think it has going for it. I love that you mentioned, yeah, the uh, instrumental versions because it's so evocative of the season when you just hear that. Sleigh Ride has that killer melody, though. That's super jaunty. Like Winter Wonderland feels like you're sitting in front of a cozy fire. Mm -hmm. Sleigh Ride feels like you're in maybe the end of a Benny Hill episode. The wood blocks. It feels like slapstick comedy in holiday music form. Yeah. And it feels to me like the version, the lyrics version. For some reason, I can't think of anybody but the Carpenter singing it. I know many people Mm -hmm. have have done it and done 
very popular versions. It just feels like the most Carpenters yeah. holiday-adjacent song. We're like, lovely weather for a sleigh ride together with you. There's a lot of words in that song, and fast, too. So I don't know. There's some musicians that probably couldn't do it. Like Donald Duck probably could not do sleigh ride. What would it sound like? <laughs> I don't even try to yeah. <laughs> Try it. Let's hear it. Uh, you have no idea what i just said <laughs> that is so much better than my donald duck <laughs> it's so much better do yours i want to hear your donald duck okay well done <laughs> it's so bad i just this is not a <laughs> how is that look did you make out the, the words? Angry, the angry duck at the end was great. Mm-hmm. Your, I was trying to read your lips, and your lips didn't even form words. No, I, it, I, I've watched. It's like you YouTube were just going. I was. I can't do it. It just sounds like somebody is letting air out of a balloon, but also torturing the balloon for info. For info, the balloon has has the balloon knows. Yeah. The balloon is, is trapped. It knows where Pennywise is. It's in East Berlin right now <laughs> in an abandoned warehouse being tortured by the KGB. Oh, God. But I think the one on this list that is going to be the winner, at least in my mind, and I sang this song out a window for nine years, for nine Christmases in a row. For no and reason. It's always, for no reason. No, at Universal Studios Hollywood, the entertainment capital of LA. Oh, right. Yeah, and um, it was one of those big crowd pleasers because, much like Deck the Halls with the Falalas, Let It Snow has a part that everyone can sing, even if you don't know the lyrics, that gets teed up every verse. And since we've no place to go, everybody, let it snow, let it snow, let it snow. So that, in that way, everyone, I think it's the most, like, it's a good, like, Jingle Bells is participatory to its detriment. Mm. I think Let It Snow is participatory to its benefit, because there can always be someone who's like, look, I know all the words to this. You don't have to do the whole thing. Just come in on your part with some gusto. But what if you want to do more Jingle Bells? Everybody knows the entire chorus, so you can sing it together as opposed to you you can only sing these three words three times in a row when I tell okay. you to. That's a good point. And I think I'm I'm, I'm a bit more of a um a song fascist, I guess. <laughs> than you are. I I I'm shocked to hear this. I I would actually <laughs> pick Winter Wonderland. Really? Because Number one, I I love the instrumental version by the Glenn Miller Orchestra is just mm-hmm. amazing. But the words are really fun, too, and it paints a picture of that time of year mm-hmm. that works really well for the holidays, but also works well, like you say, on December 26th, which is Boxing Day, or mm-hmm. even more December 27th, when it's not a religious holiday. Right. At that point, I think we're into Kwanzaa also starts on the 26th. So we're in a cultural holiday there. Right. But anytime before Christmas or after or even in January, that song can still work, although it stops being played after after New Year's Day. Most holiday adjacent stuff is already done by then. Nobody's yeah. nobody in February during a snowstorm is playing Let It Snow or Winter Wonderland. They're both gone at yeah. that point. I'll say whichever one of these wins this is not, I think, and I'm going to sound like a jerk saying this going to win the finals really i don't think that one of these is going to be the ultimate winner of the best holiday adjacent song 
Because I feel like they're too associated with the holidays. Like, I think that a good holiday adjacent song could be played any time of year. Uh, I see. You know what I mean? So my point being, yeah, Winter Wonderland's great. We'll send Winter Wonderland to the finals to lose. We can send Sleigh Ride to the finals to lose or Let It Snow to the finals to lose. Okay. Well, then, <laughs> sure, let's put Winter Wonderland through. It lives to fight another day. Right. Who knows? Who knows? Anything can happen. Anything can happen. Yeah. So Winter Wonderland is uh, coming out of round one. We'll see how it does in uh, in the, the next two rounds. Fair enough. So let's go now to songs that are not from a Christmas movie or a Christmas television special. Okay. They're not really Christmas songs, but they've just shown up on Christmas albums inexplicably and they have become now they get thought of as Christmas songs. Okay. Or holiday songs though. That I guess negates what I just said about being able to play it in the summertime. Whatever this look, we're improvising this. We're flying by the seat of our pants here. Hal. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> that was, there was so much in that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> look, I agree. We are. We've been yeah. doing it for almost six years. I know. I love it. I mean, longer than that, but here. Yeah. All right. So these are not from any Christmas properties. They are not specifically holiday songs. There are four of them that I have listed. One Dark Horse and Three Contenders. And that is Let There Be Peace on Earth. Okay. Ave Maria by Franz Schubert. Sure. The classic choice. Nature Boy, famously used in uh, the movie Moulin Rouge, but also on Harry Connick's Christmas album for no good reason. Mm-hmm. And I think the lead horse in this race from The Sound of Music, simply because it mentions a couple of wintry things, the song My Favorite Things. That's just a shopping list, right? That's yeah. like your Amazon wish list. Oh, man, I got I picked up the raindrops on roses. Mm-hmm. I got to stop by Petco for the whiskers on kittens. Yeah. I got to go to Williams Sonoma for bright copper kettles. Mm-hmm. And I'm just going to go to the UPS store to get some brown things wrapped up in string. <laughs> Is that part of it? Is that what I'm thinking? Paper she packages wants? tied up in string. Yeah, yeah, you can get those. I mean, look, if you want to go to paper source, you're going to pay a lot more or you just sure. go to UPS, get some empty boxes and some of their twine and yeah, tie it up. Paper source. Come on, man. Paper source has that good stationery. Get that sweet stuff. Yeah, they also had, I don't want that. Do I want paper that nice that I'm going to use once and then it'll sit there and then at a certain point when I do the KonMari method to my home, I go, I don't need this. It brings me no joy and has no utility in my life. Buy. Like wow. I could just buy it and just drop it off at a donation center. I might as well do that. <laughs> Wait, you're telling me that you don't have the brown paper bag that is full of neatly folded Christmas wrapping paper from gifts you have received that you might use later to wrap a gift? No, I know you do that. I'd rip into it. I rip into it like Cookie Monster. It was well established <laughs> that it's... Wait, I what? Like, what new information to me? I no. know. You've never heard this before. Come on. We talked about that in episode 299. Oh, that's right. We sure did. <laughs> so I put Let There Be Peace on Earth on here because that was a song we always sang in church around Christmas time. How does that go? Let there be peace on earth and let it begin with me. Let there be peace on earth, the peace that was meant to be. Do you know that song? Nope. 
Fair enough. Jewish. Not going to win. Uh, it's just about peace. It's not about church stuff, but we did sing it in church. I'm saying I didn't, I wasn't, it, it's not like I went to Yom Kippur services late. Right. We're like, and now we're going to toss in this one. Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. Yeah, here's an old chestnut for you. <laughs> Let there be peace on earth. I know you're starving and are just looking at the clock to figure out when sundown is so you can eat one of the deli tray sandwiches that we've put out for you. When all you really want is a donut the size of a car to eat. Does that happen on Yom Kippur? Like you're in the synagogue, but everybody's looking at the window, just waiting for the sun to hit the horizon. And the second it disappears, you hit that food. I know one person who was. I can't speak for anybody else who was there. Bill Lublin. That's right. My (laughs) father did it. You did it, Dad. That song is the closer at my favorite place on Earth. World Showcase at Epcot during their holiday evening time uh, illuminations. They toss that in there. Yeah. And Ave Maria is just some, uh, the Hail Mary prayer, just uh, in classical music form. But it's the Hail Mary. Mary's the mother. Yeah. So I get, oh, so that makes it, that makes it kind of religious, kind of Christmassy, kind of religious. It's pretty Christmassy. I feel like the one that's got to come out of this is my favorite things. It is inexplicable to me why my favorite things is considered a Christmas song. It should not be. No, but it is. It it always plays on holiday radio. And it was one of the first songs I thought of, honestly, when we talked about this topic. Like, why is that on the holiday radio station? Are they out of Christmas songs or holiday songs to play? Like, everything from the prior category makes a million times more sense than my favorite things. Yeah, I know. But they just, yeah. I mean, it's, I think, I feel like holidays, they're like people who like the holidays, eh, they probably like musicals too. We're going to throw in a couple songs for musicals in there. Yeah. Rogers and Hammer, the Rogers and Hammerstein sound is a very Christmas carol y sound. Well, but nobody's know, putting, oh, what a beautiful morning into the holiday rotation. Well, as, as you know, it is, it is December and, and it's getting to be late December. So it's time to mark the holiday with a song. From a musical about a nun in occupied Austria. We hope you enjoy this one. In a, in a, in a holiday that everybody complains is too commercial. Here's a list of things that a person likes. You're listening to Soft Holiday Radio on The Verb 101.1. The Verb. <laughs> oh, God. All right. So it's got to be my favorite things coming out of this, right? I guess. I know I'm fighting hard for it, but it feels like it. Should we take a break and then come back and talk about the real meat and potatoes of this category that, that launched this topic idea for us? Should we do that? I think we should check out some of the other fine programming available at MaximumFun.org. And we will be back. Hey, I'm Dan McCoy. I'm Stuart Wellington. And I'm Elliot Kalin. Together we're The Flophouse. A podcast where we watch a bad movie and then talk about it. Movies like Space Hobos, Into the Outer Reaches of the Unknown and the Things That We Don't Know, the movie. And also, Who's That Grandma? Zazzle Zippers, Breakdown 2, and Backhanded Compliment. Elvis is a Policeman. Baby Crocodile and the Happy Twins. Leftover Potatoes? Station Wagon 3. Herbie Goes to Hell. New episodes available every other Saturday. Available at MaximumFun.org or wherever you get your 
Hi, I'm James, host of Minority Corner, which is a podcast that's all about intersectionality. It's hosted by James with a guest host every week. Discussing all sorts of wonderful issues, nerdy and political. Pop culture. Black, queer, feminism. Race, sexuality. News. You're going to learn your history, their self-empowerment, and it's told by what feels like your best friend. Why should someone listen to Minority Corner? Why not? Oh my God, free stuff. There's not free stuff. The listeners of Minority Corner will enjoy some necessary LOLs, but mainly a look at what's happening in our world through a colorful lens. People will get the perspective of marginalized communities. I feel heard. I feel seen. Like you said, you need to understand how to be more proactive in your community, and this is a great way to get started. Join us every Friday on Max Fun or wherever you get your podcast. Minority, Minority Corner. Corner. Because together, together we're the majority. majority. Told you we'd be back, and we are. You were right. No, you're the one that said it. Why did they doubt you? Oh, me. <laughs> Why did they doubt me? It was so long ago. Who can remember? That well, was a whole break It's almost ago, like Mark. this is your last recording of the year. I'm a completely different person <laughs> than I was all that time ago before the break. I've learned. I've grown. And I'm ready to stand in my power. Oh, my gosh. For those who aren't on this uh, Zoom video, Hal just threw his hat in the air, Mary Tyler Moore style. I'm every Lublin. It's all in me. I'll decide anything you want me to, baby. Um, I'm every Lublin. Banana. I like that, that it does a key change. And then the songwriter's like, oh, no, wait, wait, wait. Let's go back to the original. <laughs> you think we're doing a key change, but no, we are going back to the original. Oh, I love the end of Will You Be There, that Michael Jackson song. You mean I'll be there? What? No, Will You Be There? Oh, it's I'll Be There, the sequel to it? <laughs> <laughs> you remember that other song where you asked if we'll be there? I'm here to confirm that I'll be there. <laughs> Can't speak for anyone else. Sorry, you were saying? Oh, God. I, I was just saying I like the key changes at the end of it because it just keeps going. Like they say, they just repeat the chorus a thousand times. But now all I can think about is a mashup of the songs, Will You Be There and I'll Be There, both by the same artist. <laughs> all right, let's talk about, let's talk about the songs. <laughs> You know written. how much Michael Jackson loved to take role, right? <laughs> More than dancing or music or weird animals or having an amusement park on his grounds. He was super into attendance. He loved knowing, oh, will you be there? Will you be? I'll be there. Yeah. Will you? How about you? I've got a whole list. I printed it out. What about Mariah? Mariah? Will Mariah be there? Dirty will Diana. Will you be there? Will you be there? <laughs> Billie Jean? You're not my lover, but will you be there? I'm just checking, just, you know, to to hang out, just to hang out. All right. We got to get back to our list, Hal, because mm -hmm. yes. that's what we do here. You're right. All right. So here are original works or works from motion pictures and television specials that are have become associated with the holidays thanks to their association with a film or television show. Mm. And they are as follows. There are a bunch from two different things. White Christmas and Emmett Otter's Jug Band Christmas seem to have a lot of them. Right. From Emmett Otter, we've got When the River Meets the Sea. Mm -hmm. We've got Brothers. We've got Barbecue. We've got Ain't No Hole in the Wash Tub. Ain't No Hole in the Wash Tub. Nightmare. Right. I think the big one out of this, though, the one that I could just listen to on the radio, and I don't know why more people don't cover it and it hasn't become a standard, is When the River Meets the Sea. 
Should we play a little bit of When the River Meets the Sea for those who don't know? Because some people, these were now we're getting into songs that people might not know. Here's Here, a little clip. Here's the amount that we can legally play. When the mountain touches the valley, all the clouds are taught to fly. Thus our souls shall leave this land most peacefully. Peacefully. Though our minds be filled with questions, in our hearts we'll understand. Okay, so there it is. That's when the river meets the sea. Did you get it? I have no idea whether or not they're going to get dropped in. So, oh, they will. Ken, and we'll I have faith it. in Ken. I have faith in Ken. I guarantee you, when he heard this in listening to it, do you want to hear my impression of Ken yep. when he heard it? <sighs> <laughs> I feel like he does that a lot with our episode. <laughs> well, he has to listen to all of them. Thanks, and the buddy. the unedited version. I know. And then uh, the other one that has a bunch of these is the immortal Christmas classic, White Christmas. Mm-hmm. And the songs that pop up in that are Sisters. Sister. Oh, wait. No. And the songs that pop up in that are Sisters. Here's a clip. No, no. Sisters. Sisters. There were never such devoted sisters Never had to have a chaperone, no sir I'm here to keep my eye on her Caring, sharing Every little thing that we are wearing When a certain gentleman arrived from Rome She wore the dress and I stayed home The best things happen while you're dancing. Here's a clip. (laughs) The best thing happen while you're dancing. Things that you would not do at home come naturally on the floor. Count your blessings. Here's a clip. When I'm worried and I can't sleep, I count my blessings instead of sheep. I fall asleep. My oh, here's a clip from Snow. Snow, 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 snow. It won't be long before we'll all be there with snow. Snow, snow. I want to wash my hands, my face in the air with snow. So those songs. <laughs> oh, by the way, uh, one song that is not in this is the theme from The Greatest American Hero. Here's a clip of that. Ooh. It or not. Oh, you know what else isn't on this list? What? It's uh, ACDC's Back in Black. Here's a clip. Oh, there's also a song that's great called Little Baby Brother by a college band in South Carolina called Uncle Mingo. Here's a clip. <laughs> How, what, 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 
Do you want to pick from each one, or do you? <laughs> so you have those that collection of songs from White Christmas. So I have that collection. So I have, I have White Christmas. I have. I think When the River Meets the Sea is the big one from Emmett Otter. I also have Thankful Heart, the closer from Muppet Christmas Carol, which is a bit cheating and a bit of a stretch because we actually had to look at the lyrics and be like, "This is super clearly a musical about Scrooge, and this is Scrooge's musical number." Does it technically say Christmas in it? No. Great. Not going to win. No. We also have, surprisingly, Heat Miser and Snow Miser does not mention a holiday from The Year Without a Santa Claus, but a classic we just talked about in a previous uh, Doesn't Cold Miser say, I'm Mr. White Christmas? Yes, that eliminates that song from contention. But Heat Thank Miser, that, uh, is that one song or is Heat Well, I guess it is one song because they each take mm-hmm. a verse. Yeah. My Life is Beginning Today. For those who don't know, my life is beginning today. I know I've talked about it on this show before when we talked about Rankin Bass specials. It is the crazy switch from stop motion animation to 2D animation that happens in the middle of Santa Claus is coming to town where the future Mrs. Claus, Jessica, the school teacher, sings this super trippy, like late seventies, let your hair down and wrap gauze around the camera love story kind of number. That has nothing to do with anything except like, hey, this is kind of a groovy popular music style right now. Let's just throw one of those in there. And then we also have a couple that were previously recorded and previous hits that have now become associated with the holidays thanks to the movies they were in. One being Pennies from Heaven, famously in the movie Elf. And, of course, Put a Little Love in Your Heart from the end of the Bill Murray classic Scrooged. Can I tell you a TikTok trend I'm appreciating right now? Please. You're the one that knows all the the cool stuff that's happening. I know all the trends come to me for that. You do. In fact, here's a clip of me talking about trends. I know all the trends come to me for that. No, I'm just kidding. The people are taking, they are are lip syncing to Pennies from Heaven, which is every time it rains, it rains, Pennies from Heaven. And then somebody, a backup singer in the studio goes, shooby-dooby. So they cut away to somebody who's either shouting shooby dooby, like whoever's doing the shooby dooby is on one, is in their feelings, is having their mm-hmm. moment. And so they reenact what might be happening or delivered in different ways, lip sync it in different ways. And I, I enjoy it immensely. I will go look for it. Thank you for being the youth of the two of us that explains TikTok to me. No problem. That's what I'm here for. Do any of these jump out as favorites of yours or as icons? Not really. The fact that we had to try to remember a bunch of them. The Rankin Bass stuff is a little bit more Heat Miser, Cold Miser would have been sort of a walk not away. For that one, if, yeah. If not for the fact that they explicitly mentioned mm-hmm. Christmas in it. But hasn't Sisters become such a staple? Put a uh, little love in your heart. Those both to me are sort of, and maybe this is just my personal favorites at the holiday season that have become so evocative of you know they make me think of christmas when i hear put a little love in your heart i don't think about you know the classic 70s song i think about the end of the movie scrooged yes i agree it is associated with that movie in a in a strong way it is the strongest association someone can have unless of course they've not seen the movie scrooged which a lot of right. people have. It's a, it's a right. popular movie. It has become a holiday standard. I just, that song for me, I don't associate with the holidays. I associate it with one holiday film. Interesting. And, and a yeah. lot of white, white Christmas 
Mm-hmm. Thus, the title song of White Christmas, which, of course, won the Oscar for its inclusion in Holiday Inn, which is a mm-hmm. problematic movie we will talk about no longer. That is the iconic song from that film. I love mm-hmm. my favorite number. My favorite song from that film is Snow. Sure. It's such a great I love all of the the rhythm of it is great because it's to the rhythm of the train. They're in the dining car when mm-hmm. they're performing it. It's just a great, there are a lot of great four person harmonies in it. It's just an enjoyable song to listen to. It's really fun to sing. We did it for two years in a row at the Thrilly Adventure Hour. And it was mm-hmm. my suggestion to include it because I had just watched White Christmas for the first time. Really? You, did, you hadn't seen it as a kid, huh? No, no. I really, if it wasn't something that was regularly on television, which White Christmas kind of wasn't, I would I watch the now animated it's stuff. constantly on television because of... Yeah. yeah, there are more places to see it. And I sort of crafted my own Christmas playlist as I got older of things mm-hmm. that I had seen and going to see things in the theater. That number was the standout to me in that film. Really? I love it. I think it's a great number. I also, I have a special place in my heart for the best things happen while you're dancing mm-hmm. because, uh, Autumn Reeser and I, who you, many of you saw on our, uh, recent holiday special. Yeah. Did a dance number to it in a thrilling adventure hour show. Both of the ones that we love were in thrilling adventure hour shows. Yes. But sisters feels like such a, it's become such a staple, like cabaret or standard. You know what I mean? Like, but not it's for made, the holidays. It's made it. Yeah, exactly. It's made it into the songbook outside of the holidays. Yeah. So I think that would take it out of holiday. It's so holiday adjacent that it's not even really a holiday song. Nobody's playing sisters as part of a holiday playlist or few people. I think, well, maybe I'm just a weirdo. I I would say, yeah, no, no, it's not a, it's a specific love for that movie. I am certain Mm -hmm. you're not alone in that, but I, if we were to average out everyone's holiday playlist, and I think that has to be one of these. We've talked about things that make it holiday adjacent. Mm-hmm. I think one of the criteria should be that even though it has no overtly holiday or religious or ritualistic overtones or mm-hmm. lyrics, that it's still strongly associated with the season. Right. Either for its inclusion in a piece of culture or just because it's become one of those standards because it's about that time of year. That doesn't mean one of the ones we talked about first will win, but I mm-hmm. do think it creates a little bit more of a gate through which some of these songs have to pass. Okay. The, 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 the what, what was the, I already can't remember the name of the song from Muppet <laughs> Christmas Carol, even though it's, it's a great song. Thankful heart. Thankful I just wanted heart. to have a little Muppets in here. Sure. Understandably. But you know what? It's funny then. It seems like. And if you have not heard the full song, When the River Meets the Sea, I realize that's also from a slightly obscure thing. It's just one of my all-time favorite songs. But it feels like then our battle becomes, I thought Winter Wonderland was going to go down to one of these because of the initial idea that I had had for this. But the more we talk about it, the more we bake the half-assed, half-baked episode <laughs> idea that just sort of popped into my head and went, well, let's try this one. Does that criteria make sense to you, though? Yeah, Do you think absolutely. that's what we should be using to judge it? Because I don't want to, I don't want to railroad right. you into anything as much. No. I'm, I'm fascinated. It's an interesting challenge. That's what I like about mm-hmm. it is, all right, how do you take something? Best Christmas song 
or best holiday song is easy. Relatively. How many times in this episode, by the way, have I said uh, Christmas? It had to have, you, have both of us gone best Christmas song, holiday song. We've done that so many times. Look, there are, it's okay. Let me just yeah. say something as somebody who is a, was a bar mitzvah when he turned 13 mm-hmm. is a hundred percent Jewish will always be Hanukkah is not a huge holiday for us. Yeah. It gets caught in the slipstream of Christmas <laughs> and it becomes inflated because of that. Cause you don't want to, and it's very nice to be included. I enjoy Hanukkah very much because it was a present receiving holiday. It was our present receiving holiday. So for sure. kids, it's certainly a bigger deal. And that's come about because of its conflation with Christmas. It, they, it was never big gifts mm-hmm. for us. It was originally, it was not a huge gift. It's small gifts, small gifts for eight nights, generally money. You would get money each night. By the really? time I was a kid, it had already been, I mean, this, this cultural inflation has, has happened for such a long time. It's not like you get a $50,000 savings box. I was going to say, I love the idea of just like a couple like, bucks that Pins. Hanukkah presents. It's just money. If Christmas presents were just like it, all these boxes, but they eventually were just like Russian nesting boxes <laughs> and each one of them just had cash, regardless of the size and shape. You can have one that is clearly shaped like a bike. And yet yeah. somehow when you tear into the paper, it's just a $20 bill. You're like, Hey, money. <laughs> exactly. That's how we did it. We, we fooled. Yeah. The children were fooled. That's why you, those chocolate coins, the gelt, that's what you yeah. get. Hanukkah gelt. You get, you got actual coins mm-hmm. given to you. That is a side tangent to say when we talk about holiday songs, generally the best ones are Christmas songs because mm-hmm. that is a major, that is one of the major holidays yeah. in the Christian world. Yeah. So it's okay. And like most Jewish people, we love the music. We wrote most of the modern standards. We're yeah. in Berlin. Like, there's nothing wrong with that. This is that we are inclusive of all, whatever you celebrate, even if you celebrate sure. nothing, you are welcome to it. But these songs in particular, a lot of them have become Christmas songs, even if they yeah. don't mention Christmas. There is one lyric I know that I've mentioned on the show before, and shout out to my boy Kermit for singing this in the John Denver and the Muppets, A Christmas Together special. Yeah. And then the song begins with the lyric, I don't know if you believe in Christmas or have presents underneath a Christmas tree, but if you believe in love, that'll be more than enough for you to come and celebrate with me. My favorite lyric from any holiday song and sung by, you know, arguably the world's greatest entertainer. Sure. It feels like this is a the more we talk about this Mm. and the criteria for this, Mm. there's one song that we've made a lot of fun of in this particular episode that just keeps seeming to rise to the top as the one that is inexplicably linked to Christmas. Oh, yeah. You're talking about Megadeth's Hangar 18. Here's a clip. Here's a clip. <laughs> um, You know which one I'm talking about? I think I do. Are you talking about Jingle Bells? No. Are you going not. back to the graveyard? I thought you were going back to the graveyard. No, I'm not okay. going back to the graveyard. Pennies from uh, heaven. Do you want to just read the Doobie just... doobie. I know. Yeah, Here's a clip. Here's a clip of you reading the songs. <laughs> and they are as follows. <sighs> no, the one that I think fits all of our criteria is my favorite things. There's no reason that that is played at Christmas time. 
Yeah, but that's I don't I don't accept it as the answer. How do you not? Because you can't think it makes no sense. It makes no sense. Yeah, that's the, the whole correct point of this. Make sense. The whole point of this is it's the best holiday adjacent song. It is the most holiday adjacent song because it is it's got the holiday part down because everybody records it and puts it on their Christmas album and it's playing on holiday radio this whole time. But it's also got the most adjacent part down because it is clearly has nothing to do with the holiday. And yet everyone uses it in their holiday albums. I think they're just trying to fill time has nothing to, I, I don't, here's what I don't like about it is that it it was arbitrarily, it feels more arbitrarily decided that this was a Christmas song than other entries on this list. Is that not the beauty of why that song could, in my mind, is be a contender for this? Because it seems like there's all these other ones were, it's because it was in this movie. Or it's because it's about winter time. This song has abs. There is no reason. My favorite things is a Christmas song. This is not the most random holiday song. Then it would have a shot. But you know from my reaction to when you just pitched it right now. Here's a clip. Mm-hmm. No, the one that I think fits all of our criteria is my favorite things. There's no reason that that is played at Christmas time. Yeah, but that's, I don't, I don't accept it as the answer. How do you not? Because you can't think, it makes no sense. It makes no sense. Yeah. That's the the whole point of this episode. You know what? You're right. right. (laughs) Yes, but I countered that. If you'll remember, remember, I had a really good reason why I thought it would be my favorite things. Here's a clip. Is that not the beauty of why that song could, in my mind, be a contender for this? Here's a clip of Ken quitting. Not only do I quit, I'll give you three guesses where you can pull your next clip from. (laughs) I don't think... I know it excites you because it is the weirdest choice. It's kind of the reason that this topic existed in my brain. I don't think it's the, I think this is a separate thing of should this be a holiday song? All right. You know what? You're right. It does harken back to our previous episode. The, is this a Christmas movie or not? Here's a clip. We're here to talk about. Christmas movies. There's a yeah. long list of Christmas movies that you and I have debated on this show mm-hmm. minimally. Like this Christmas movie, Die Hard. Well, it's not really a Christmas movie. Uh, yes, it is a Christmas. You know, yeah. we'll get to that later. But we've done nuts. that so many times that now we are compelled to do an episode where we determine once and for all what is a Christmas movie. <laughs> is Winter Wonderland going to come out of the graveyard swinging hard and win this episode? I think it should. I think that those are, those are all standards for a reason. You yeah. do not need to have seen any particular piece of culture to know that they are holiday songs. Yeah, that's true. And Winter Wonderland is the song that every year I do think of as like, ah, Christmas is over. Okay. Radio station. Cue Winter Wonderland. <laughs> It can be a bop. It can be a slow song. It works. It can well be either way. The name of your December dance in high school. It frequently is. 
It could be the name of your prom if you're in Alaska. <laughs> or if you're just doing an Alaska-themed prom. If you're doing an Alaska-themed prom, that works. Also, yeah. try Frozen. Why not? Yeah. <laughs> and see what happens when you put an actual ice crown on the head of the prom queen and king. So much pain. Will it be worth it for them? The answer, in one year's time, it will not. They'll just have wet heads. That's assuming they leave and go south where melting happens. Mm-hmm. Oh, you have to immediately head to Miami once you become. Where's your Miami? Oh, it's, it's, uh, that's, is that Michael Jackson's other song? <laughs> <laughs> that's actually Will Smith's first yeah. song. Where's your Miami? And then Miami. Party in Miami. <laughs> Where's your Miami? So do, do we have an answer? Yeah, and I thought it was the one that was going to get eliminated immediately because here's what has happened in the last hour or so. I came in with a half-baked idea for an episode, Mm -hmm. was very clear on what I thought the contenders would be. Sure. And then over the course of the episode, we refined it to what the actual topic is. I think that this episode could also be called, what is the topic of this episode? And then eventually we get to it. And yet it's not. People, the world. And yet it's not because at the beginning of the episode, Hal said what the topic of the episode was. Here's Here's a clip. clip. (laughs) Best holiday adjacent song. People of the world. Sometimes all of the entries in a debate like this are playing checkers and one entry is playing chess. That entry was Winter Wonderland. And it is the best holiday-adjacent holiday song. There's no mention of the holiday in it, but it fills you with holiday spirit. It makes you think of that time of year. And you are familiar with it, whether you ever saw it in a movie or TV show or not. It is just ubiquitous with the holidays. And I'm glad that it got another chance to come back and win an episode. Because that is this is the only episode that it could possibly win, unless we someday answer the question... What is the best song titled Winter Wonderland? Or if we do an episode, <laughs> yeah. what is the best holiday song with a single problematic word? That's right. So, people of the world, we did it. It's Winter Wonderland. We did the impossible yet again like we've done for almost six years. And we made it into 2021. And this is probably Ken's last show ever, <laughs> <laughs> ever editing this podcast. But for now, this topic is asked and answered. That's right. But there are many more topics to discuss. So please reach out to us on Twitter at we got this tweets or you can email us at we got this podcast at gmail.com or go to our Facebook group, facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash we got this podcast. Thank you so much to our ever patient and always put upon producer Ken Plume, researcher Kate McManus, QA engineer Jen Alva and graphic designer Uri Kelman. And thanks, of course, to our musicians, Jonathan Dinerstein and Mike Furman for our score. Here's a clip. And theme song. Here's a clip. No, they shouldn't. Respectively. And thanks to you, the people of the world, with whom we would love to frolic and play. And you know the rest of that lyric? Let's go to a meadow, build a snowman, and pretend he's a circus clown. And until that day comes, thank you, thank you, thank you. For Hal Lublin, I'm Mark Gagliardi. For Mark Gagliardi, I'm Hal Lublin. And don't worry, everybody. We got this. We got this. MaximumFun.org Comedy and culture Artist owned, audience supported